Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss NBC Sports Football Morning and American columnist Peter King what do you think about the Chase Thomas podcast I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast listen to Chase Thomas you'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans Chuck and Chernoff show here and I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Atlanta, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I, hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Down Block here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, Everything School HQ. It's Chase Down Block Tuesday night, so you know what that means. My good friend, Corbin Ford, over there in the in the Rockies of Round Ball Ramble, Swiss Theory, Basketball Intelligence. Corbin, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, my friend. Okay, a little tired, a little, little beat up right now, but I'm good. I'm good. Just getting used to this Rocky Mountain weather, but aside from that, I'm like my Lakers. We're hovering around 500. You are hovering around 500. A team that's not hovering around 500, and he's a fan of because they're they're getting healthy at the right time. They're yeah, fun. It's Kenny good. Spence of Playoff Foul. Kenny, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm good, man. My team's won eight of the last ten. We we'll talk about them later, though. I'm just glad to be here. Been hey, kind of similar to Corbin. Very exhausted, but we'll get through it. 
I feel weird because this is like the least exhausted I've been in months because I'm in between starting a new position. So this week I've kind of had an off week. So I've not had this much sleep in like free time. So I'm just I'm reading and watching a bunch of tape like I'm over here grinding Nick's pistons at like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, nice. This was back in my bartending days when I was able to do that before going to chips and just uh, it just it feels weird. I have not had this much uh, clarity and uh, free time. And I feel like everybody else. Uh, is just a, a different end so i feel feel guilty but i appreciate you guys powering through and uh we'll we'll make this happen because there's a lot of fun nba stuff we uh we get to talk about tonight so mm-hmm. starting things off though corbin um i thought this was interesting and the nba is apparently looking at how they can fix offenses and not that offenses are struggling that offenses are doing too much. And Joe Dumars spoke about this a little bit saying that, quote, it is a topic that we're monitoring and uh, we're diving in right now to make sure that we're on the right side of this. Um, so here's the thing. the I didn't realize the league-wide offensive rating at this point is now 115 points per 100 possessions. And when he came in, it was 105 points per 100 possessions. So 10-point um, swing, it seems like it's only going to continue to rise with teams getting more and more efficient. Is there anything the NBA can do when you hear that they're looking at this and there's a way to get around this? Or do you think that's just the modern game and this is just kind of something that they have to live with and the product's fine either way? What do you, Where do you stand on this? I mean, I definitely don't think it's fine either way. Like, <laughs> I think, I think you know, they call the NBA game the, a product. The product is expired. Like, this ain't, this ain't it. You know, like, I think the easiest way is to just go back to defensive principles and promoting those you've given the offensive leeway just so much you i mean i remember it feels like it's about as bad as it was back when james harden could just throw his way to the free throw line Mm. you know back in what 2016 2017 like that's all he would do you know that stupid shot fake and, and bump into the guy was a thing and it's bad like it's a thing so like no go back to defense like put the principles up it there the same thing that you try to teach in in grade school you know that you're teaching in high school that's a thing in college like, all of a sudden, the NBA, things are just different. So, no, I think you need to go back to that. You know, I think when it comes to the charge circle, maybe make it a little bit bigger. I'm tired of people like Kevin Love today. I'm sorry, Kenny, but that was just nasty. Like, the whole, like, getting it. And it's not even a heat thing. It's a Kevin Love thing. He's done this for years. Like, sliding under at the very last minute where nothing good yeah. comes out of that. Nothing good comes out of that. But that's defense. Like, I mm-hmm. hate Kevin Love for doing it because he definitely waits. He's on the longer end of the spectrum of, like, the last minute to do it. Honestly, ironically, LeBron is, like, right before him. But, like that's defense for them because there is no other defense and that's their value on the court. When you're a 35 year old, 35 plus year old player, you know, that has value on the offensive end, but can't stick anyone defensively. Get stuck on a switch. You only got the charge. That's ridiculous, you know, and they probably won't do nothing until Anthony Edwards is down for like 20 games or whatever. But like at the end of the day, going back to defense, I think is the big thing. And that just means that the fl- the flopping, the flailing for calls, come on out. Like you got one job, you know, look at the film, like go from the top down, and 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 say okay, this is what works and this is what doesn't, and find the balance. Because yeah, you know that'd be nineteen eighty seven, but a dang sure can't be twenty twenty four. Like you got to tweak those sliders a little bit. But right now, no, I think it's just about making sure the defender gets their entitlement to space and their entitlement to actually do their job. Otherwise, we get what we saw at the All Star game, you know, mm-hmm. get what we saw with these one hundred fifty, one hundred sixty games. Like at some point, yeah, it's kind of fun, high scoring, lots of threes. But like, no, like there's no resistance. I mean, I mean, it's like I'm eating plain potato chips for food. Like, yeah, I'm getting full, but what am I actually eating? You know? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Kenny? So, 
all they have to really do is just implement, well, not even implement, enforce the rule they already put in a couple of years ago after the USA went out in international play and I won't say got embarrassed, but definitely looked at sideways when they were trying to bait for fouls and it wasn't getting called over there. They implemented the rule already to where if you jump into somebody, it's an offensive foul, but they just went away from it after like 20 games. And so they can actually enforce that. And um, I don't know how great of an idea this would be, but you know how like in high school there's the and college is the five second um, rule to where if you – can't get past your man or whatever it is, and he's sticking on you for five seconds, it's a turnover. Mm. I wonder if that would help, because there is a whole lot of just dribbling for no reason also. And so I feel like if that could help a little bit, but the main thing is just actually enforcing the rule they put in a couple of years ago, because that was a great 20 games, and they just stopped. I also wonder the shot diet, which is shots at the rim, three-pointers. Nick Nurse talked about it. It's just that everyone around the league is that's what they're living off of. That's their main course that a lot of those mid range shots that a lot of those, I mean, Hey, we're going to slow it down. We're going to drag this out. The Aaron Aflalo types are gone. And I think one of the issues that the league is going to run into is a, you've brought in a bunch of guys who've now played this way. Like the league is just, you have so many guys who are taught this way that if you do want to try and change things a little bit, it's going to be years of painful uh, adjustments to mm-hmm. that. And you're going to have to attract different kinds of players. I think when you get rid of the veterans, like you have a lot of those vets, like just don't play a certain lay and you're, you're more likely going to work with, Hey, we can get a 23 year old G league guy who can play the way we want to play in the modern game. Like that's something I think that's also revved up scoring is you have a lot of guys who are kind of like mercenaries uh, mm-hmm. in the way that they play. And you don't have um, a lot of those vets who slow things down and play a different kind of, brand of basketball the biggest thing though outside of the shot diet i think you're looking i mean how many nba fans right now are really loving officiating this season if the nba directs officials and we start changing the rule book back uh to allowing defenses to uh, be able to do more against offensive players we see how much guys flail around now if they go back the other way the league is littered with superstar offensive players if they start not getting those calls to an egregious extent because we are making a point to try and limit scoring and give defense some juice again, I think that's going to be uncomfortable tidal wave the league's going to have to deal with for years because those guys are not used to playing that way. It hurts their numbers. It hurts their bottom line. Like if you're going to switch back to that gradually, I think it's going to be a lot more painful than I think a lot of folks might expect. And especially the superstars in this league, because they're not going to do well early on uh, to that kind of change because they they play a certain way and you push back against that. It's going to be rough. Well, it has to be like yeah. it's been rough seeing it as it is right now. Right. Like mm-hmm. rude awakening. Sorry. Like, actually, I'm not even sorry. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be done because right now, I mean, we've seen I mean, we saw 2019, 2020 when, mm-hmm. you know, remember James Harden was frustrated. Yeah. In between mm-hmm. the trade demand and the out of shape, like he was flipping for calls he wasn't getting anymore. Now right. he kind of rectified. He's, he's he's toned it down a bit actually, but it's also kind of evened out in his favor again. But yeah, Trey Young and James Harden were having a mess of it to the point the national media attention were all over it for those two. Mm. 
and it was other guys too, but those were the biggest, you know, violators of that. So no, I mean, Trey was becoming an all-time villain with his. Like Trey was yeah. pissing off it's, everybody. It's he was selling out Trey. shamelessly. Yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't even. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's small. It was. It was, it was nasty. Like you said, mm. something out. But like the point being is like it has to be that way because this this ain't it. This just isn't. And then what? The playoffs come and the intensity raises defensively, and they're still fouls. You know what I mean? Like like you call fouls for over aggressive play now. Like I'm, there has to be sometime maybe right now this season it's a wash it is what it is like i don't think this season is going to be they're not gonna all of a sudden in april be like, okay now we got rules in place it's gonna be something we see next season more than likely during summer league you know and then preseason but it, it needs to be rectified um that's just that's it i mean you have people i mean it was mind you the charlotte hornets beat the blazers i think 93 to 80 not saying gotta be that also mm-hmm. portland was one of 20 they were one of their first 26 from three so yeah. that, that helps them do that. But the point being is like these, I, I, I love a good, you know, blowout game. I love a good high scoring game, but come on now. Like what happened to the, the Michael Coopers, you know what I mean? On the Larry birds, you know, the, 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 the forever and ever list of Jordan stoppers, right? Gerald <laughs> Wilkins, shout to Gerald Wilkins. Remember him back in the day? Mm-hmm. Like that's what he was known for, right? Dominique Wilkins was scoring. Gerald Wilkins, a lockdown guy who could hit a corner three, the actual three and D. Right. So yeah. like, where did these guys go? The Shane Battiers, the Doug Christie's, like all these defensive minded guys. Now, I mean, now we got like, I don't know. I'm not going to just, I'm not going to disrespect. You know what I mean? Though? Like it's, it, we've fallen off. Even Andre like, Robertson. Gone. Even yeah. Andre Robertson. Yeah. And Andre Robertson was more of a, of a casualty of this type of style where it's like, oh, you need to give some value offensively, which is true. Can't be a mm-hmm. total negative. All those guys I mentioned before, they could fill up the, they could fill the yeah. cup in some ways, but like, you're right. Going back to that, like, I don't know. We have buckets on every team, and it's great. We don't have anyone who stops, and even the best guys are are cross matching the least dangerous guy on the other team. Like I'm not expecting Shea Gilles Alexander to be like, all right, you know, I got you, Dame. I'm I'm not expecting mm-hmm. that. You know, I'm not expecting I don't know Luka Doncic should be like, okay, Trey, on your mind. That makes zero sense. But like at the same time, like you know, defense. I don't know. I'm sorry, I went on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to the point about the playoffs, we actually, we actually talked about this on playoff a couple episodes ago. Uh, what happens a lot of times in the playoffs is those cheap calls don't really happen anymore because they let them be more physical. So then you mm-hmm. have, if you notice, Trey Young struggles in the playoffs, James Harden struggles in the playoffs a lot of times because now they have to readjust their game. So instead of having a full season of having a score in ways that would make sense and score through physicality, they're getting every single call in a regular season. And it mm-hmm. ends up kind of messing up the product because now you got your star players with this 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 stain on them on the rep on the reputation because they can't get it done in the playoffs. But a lot of them not being able to get it done in the playoffs is them not being able to get those calls they were selling out for all season. It's playing a different game. And you're like, well yeah. what yeah, that's I, I agree. I just I'm curious if they do something. I, I don't know. It seems like we're reaching a tipping point, but I also I, I don't know. We'll have to see if uh, mm-hmm. if they do something in that regard. Um, Kenny, are you a fan of the new Clippers branding? So I really like the red jersey. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of the um the 96 Olympics jersey. The Penny Hardaway yeah. shack with him team. Mm-hmm. I like that. I didn't even thought about that. Yeah. Uh, the navy blue one is fine. The white one is fine. I hate the logo, though. Do you? I hate the logo. It kind of looks like a standardized test or like a notary stamp. Like, 
it's, I don't can't like unsee it. the SB Nation logo. What they were talking about when someone said it looks like an SB Nation blog. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't unsee that now, unfortunately. But I like, I mean, it has character. At least there's something mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a clipper. It's a, it's yeah. a ship. At least it's something now that yeah. uh, separates itself. But the thing is, it, it's, well, ever since they changed, they went away from the jerseys of the Elton Brand, Darius mm-hmm. Miles, Lamar Odom days. They have a long history of just awful uniforms. Yeah. And so, I, I, I like that they're taking a step, especially with them going into an arena. It, it was about time, but it, it's just still the red one's fine. I like the red one. The other two are okay. It's the logo I have a problem with, basically. I I like the blue too. I think the blue is the, the white's pretty boring, but it, I think it's fine. Like I think it's better than what they had, right? Like it's all yeah. you want to do. You want to upgrade, um, in some way. I mean, Corbin, I know they're the baby brother to you over there in Lakerland, but do you do you like these new uniforms uh, for the the Clippers? No. No, 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 I don't. I mean, I didn't mind the 2019, 2020 ones, right? Like the C. Which ones are those? Because I don't like knowing that the Clippers, like, I don't like knowing the actual logo. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, there was one on Twitter I thought was funny where they just took a picture of like actual like hair clippers and just <laughs> the logo. Like, I don't know. I liked, I, I was good with just the C. I was good with mm. the old fashioned, you know, curse of the Los Angeles Clippers, mm. you know, with the basketball. Like, I don't, I don't see the need to change things just for changing sake. You know, no one looked at that and went, ooh, that Clippers logo, ugly as hell. Like, let's switch it up. Like, it was okay. It was a logo, you know? Yeah. Look at it, LAC. I kind of know what that means, you know? So, like, seeing this now, like, I get it. New arena, you know, change. But, I, I'm no, I'm not a fan of it. Like you said, it definitely screams SB Nation, like, affiliate to me. <laughs> and like, Which is okay. There were some good ones there. I don't know. I I don't hate it. I think they're they look clean. I also never understood the black and white that they've uh, introduced. Like, that never felt Clippersy to me. Right. Like, it was just really weird, like out of left field, right? Like y'all didn't. It just seemed weird. Like oh, you'd the, have to. Yeah, what were they trying to go for there? Like you're not cool. Like it was just a no. weird trying to be cool thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and just the black and white. I'm like this, like the the, the San Andreas font. Yeah, I just I never liked it. That's somebody right? up in Oklahoma. Like yeah, that'll hit well with our <laughs> perfect, you know, our 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 urban. What's it called? Um, our, our projection demographic. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like it was. I thought it was okay. It just didn't feel right for them. But then again, it didn't feel right for any NBA team in my mind. Like I'm not sure what team I think of. Like. Oh yeah, I'll work. You know what I mean? I don't even like anyway. the Nets black and white. Like I, I miss the old Nets stuff. It's just I, so yeah, bland. The the nineties Nets was incredible. The yeah, Drazen Petrovich. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the, the popsicle colors. Yeah, I like yeah. those. I like those. But are are y'all a big believer? Where like I'm a big believer in like, hey, if you're like the Bucks, right? When people like love the creamsicles and stuff like that, like go back to the creamsicles, like. You associate that with losing. Like those were a bunch of losers. I think when you are a franchise and you stumble onto an era where there's it's just associated with a bunch of winning, just stick with those colors. Like that that's what people remember. Like stick with the colors that people remember you winning a lot of games. Like the Clippers, if they just stuck with the Doc Rivers era uniforms, like just the LAC, that kind of stuff, I would understand because I would associate that with some really good basketball and some really good teams. Um the Nets, if they had stuck with the other the the gray. What like the, the like late nineties and the, the like finals team? You know what? I associate I that like with winning games. a lot of basketball games. I like that. I associate ugly jerseys, ugly basketball, and they happen to win. But it was ugly. like all around. You think ugly. those were ugly? Yeah, I do. Like okay. I'm sorry. I think the black and maybe white it was a nostalgia thing for me that I just thought that's, it was cool fair. To grip that's on. fair. I, I have a mug. I have several with like the old like nineties logos. Like, do I like mm. all of them? No, it's for nostalgia's sake that you have it, right? Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. But no, I thought those were bad. But I get what you mean. I think. Counterpoint, why not just keep rocking them? And then mm-hmm. when you have winning in those uniforms, 
you know, now you have a long legacy of those jerseys being used yeah. again and again. And so, yeah, it didn't work well for you in the mid nineties, you know, but Hey, mm-hmm. let's 2028, 20, whenever the Nets are good again. I don't know. Like it looks good for, you, you know what I mean? Like we're defined by these different modes. I get it. But like, I don't know. We're in such a craze where I feel like an old person shaking at the clouds. Like all these different new jerseys, we don't go back to the old stuff, you know? Like I ain't yeah. tired of seeing that whole, oh, weren't the throwback jerseys cool? And they got that one picture in the bubble when it was Mark Gasol in the old school Raptors jersey and yeah. John Moran old school Grizzlies. Like it shouldn't be the one time in right. four years that we've seen that. You know, I think what the Timberwolves just did, going back to their old white and blue, early 90s Timberwolves logo and court, that's cool. Like do stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like these new jerseys all the time ain't always it. Right. They they have to choose new new jerseys every single year. And I you hit the nail on the head with I miss the early 2000s to where you had your current jersey, like where the Lakers at home were wearing gold. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while they'll go to the MPLS or they'll go to the 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 former jerseys that, that are really in the team's history to where now like they'll remix an old school jersey and kind of mm-hmm. mess it up a little bit. I cannot stand the heat culture jerseys i don't like the 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 bucks had the cream city one it, it, it i gets, like those it actually weird. i don't know why but i thought those looked good y'all weren't a fan they feel like another team to me hmm. yeah like uh, the, the blue like there's certain teams that don't i don't know it's like when i don't know chicago is rocking red i mean not red green sorry oh yeah. i was gonna say yeah, that was so weird Chicago yeah. red is iconic my bad but chicago yeah. and green is like what are we doing like it's when do they wear green like the christmas that was, um, Twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, one of those yeah. years. Did they really uh, look green? Yeah, they, they stood up. Did. I didn't like it. I thought it was weird. I think a lot of people did. We have. Oh my god, green. I forgot all about this. Yep, you see it now, don't you? You like it, don't this you? This is yeah, terrible. <laughs> exactly. Like, but that was the thing that happened. So, like, Remember I don't you just know, used to complain that they wore jerseys. Like that was the big thing on NBA Twitter for years. We were just mad that they were wearing those, jerseys. Though. You what? Yeah, I, I, still hate, I still hate those the short sleeve ones. I still, oh yeah, god, I still do too. I'm not playing. I mean, for the most part, I'm playing basketball like a jersey. I'm not really yeah. doing a shirt. You know, like it just isn't. I don't know. It was just weird. Again, but it also gave me like one of my favorite basketball moments of all time of Steph pulling up from a billion feet and icing oh, yeah, the, no, the thunder in that yeah, black yeah, yeah. jersey. That was a, the anniversary of that. Was like I think yesterday or something. It was this week one day. Um. But that also made me feel old where I'm like, oh, that feels like, like I remember where I was like seeing that yeah. live. And like I almost fell out of I, I remember I was on a bar seat. I almost fell out of my chair because I'm like the only person like locked in here. And I, I like looked over to buddy and I was like, he's pulling up because you could just see like Steph's not passing this. They're just running. Right. This. Then just like, oh, my God, uh, eight years. I mean, that that flies by time flies by. Um, and then you read another uh, Clay Thompson quote, quote, and you're just like, oh, yeah, a lot of time has passed by. <laughs> Clay Thompson's talking about retirement again. This is not great. I don't like any of this. Um, Corbin, should the Lakers give LeBron James a multi-year contract extension this offseason? Because now it's out there. Multi-year extension is what LeBron's looking for. Do you think that's in the best interest of the Los Angeles Lakers at this point? I mean, what is he? shown to prove that he does i'm just kidding um yeah <laughs> hate hard tonight from I'm, corbin Ford. i kidding. love this i mean as long as it's not that two-year 48 million dollar kobe deal which i mean when i say that obviously it's going to be more than that because of the whole thing in mm-hmm. nba right. but i just mean the impact on the cap that it had like that was just yeah that was rough as long as it's not something crazy like that what give the man what he wants he's a laker legend and yeah i said laker legend he's third all time and laker three-pointers made is he really Yes, he is. That's crazy. Yes, he is, right? Like, it's. I'm looking up right now just to remember. But, yeah, he's third. Like, I think it's Kobe and... Sasha. 
Sasha. No. <laughs> Sasha. It's Kobe and Derek Fisher. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Kobe has 1,827. Derek Fisher, 846. LeBron is 754. LeBron could get wow. another. LeBron's going to get another 100 threes. LeBron's sure. going to pass Derek Fisher. So you're saying hmm. in like six years in LA, you've already gone like up that much. In, that's one category. But I'm just saying like, boom, you know, like he's won a title with them. Like he's, he's a Laker legend already. That's not even a crazy thing to really say. It, it sounds crazy to think about him. You're always going to associate him with Cleveland first, then Miami or one of those two. But like, yeah. So if he wants that, you know, he's still impactful going on 40, like 25, seven and seven, 25, seven and nine and eight, basically on 52% from the field, 40% from three for a 39 year old man playing 35 minutes a night. Like, I'm sorry. He, he's no Clay Thompson, folks. I'm just kidding. No disrespect to Clay Thompson. But like, well, I'm just saying, like that, that. Yeah, if he wants that, give it to him. I, I don't. Even if he were to fall just straight off a cliff after this, which you know, LeBron's already pushed Father Time better. Like at, at this point, any other player at 39-40 was a role player. Mm-hmm. Like they just were. Now the quality of role player depends whether you were you know a Karl Malone role player, John Stockton role player, or like a Kevin Willis role player, uh, KG, a Dirk Nowitzki, right? Like. It depends, but that's what you were. LeBron's still a star. So if you pay him these two years and he falls off a cliff and then he becomes Dirk, okay, and? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think it just, yeah. I, I will say this. It's hilarious. It also shows how long LeBron's been in the NBA. He's played with L.A. more than he's played with Miami, obviously. So he's 11 seasons in Cleveland, six seasons in L.A. It doesn't feel Four like. Four in Miami. Really Crazy. Does. Get a two-year extension, 11 in Cleveland, eight in L.A. And a wow. four-year massive That's footnote insane. in Miami. Isn't that insane? That's insane. It really is. It feels like yesterday. And by the I, way, it could, while you were talking, I thought about this, though. Doesn't it feel like just yesterday what Vince Carter was doing in his 20th year was incredible? Yeah. It does. And now LeBron is like, man, I, it, it's wild. Vince was good. Man, Vince deserves a lot more credit for being able to adjust his game later oh, in his yeah. career. Like, Vince is an all-time great, like, success story of a player aging and an at- supreme athletic player just aging as gracefully as Vince did. And also the narrative surrounding Vince just changing mm-hmm. so much. Like he became like one of the most beloved stars of his yeah. era. And he was, that was not the case, especially in Orlando where he was getting a lot of grief over what happened uh, when he was the big trade for, for the magic years and years ago. And then he was mm-hmm. fun in Dallas. And then he just, he hung around. He just kept reinventing himself. So I, I feel yeah. like Vince is like an all time great uh, success mm-hmm. story, but an interesting long-term uh, he did extend it, yeah. I mean, he was a valuable, again, a valuable role player. But like, yeah. do averaging like five points per game, which at forty two, great. LeBron, yeah, he was shooting forty plus that, percent right? from three in his later yeah. years. Like Vince was, uh, I mean, well, Vince, Vince could still shoot right now. You put Vince in there for shoot. two minutes a night, yeah, he always could. Vince is hitting. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: I think Vince played so long, we forget you could basically split his career in half: half as a star, yeah. half as a role player. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But LeBron, I mean, he came to LA at age thirty four. Yeah, yeah. Like that's like we thought the twilight. <laughs> We thought the twilight when he got there. And since then, age 34, he averaged what? I'm going to read it right now. 27 points per game, 25 at age 35, 25 at age 36, 30 at age 37, 28 at age 38, 25 at age 39. Like, if that's not a model of consistency, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, over – he's – okay, another funny thing. So, we're just going to go LeBron. In Miami, Mm -hmm. over four seasons, he averaged 26 points per game, six and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists. In mm-hmm. Cleveland, over his 11 seasons, 27 points per game, seven rebounds, seven assists. In LA, over six seasons, 27 points per game, seven rebounds, eight assists. Like, 
That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> dude, like, what are we doing? Give him the money. There's your, there's your answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got other stuff to figure out in LA. LeBron's they, definitely they not. They, they, man, have, y- have y'all seen Spencer Dinwiddie out there? I, I have not. He's seen not the problem, it. but it's been bad. He's not going to save the season, is what you're saying. No. He's not been been great. I mean, I love the downhill that he gives the Lakers that element, right? Another guy to put pressure on the rim. That's about it. (laughs) Like, like I'm not going to lie. I kind of thought he was cooked already. Like, it was a bigger name, the best free agent signing. And that's not saying a whole lot. This crop of buyout guys was not great. I mean, Mike Muscala joins the ranks. I'm sorry. Like, you know, so, yeah, I agree with you. He's just not been super good. Is it a failure, though, that LeBron only has one title in LA? Does that mean, like, is this an all-time failure by the lakers that we will look back on history and like how did you only get one because i think it's unless something dramatic changes here so it's gonna be one for the line but here's the thing 2020 they win yeah well 2019 it was a team in flux right 2020 they win 2021 you change the team you go lean more into offense you bring in dennis Schroeder, you bring in montrose how right you still play really well but then you have unfortunate injury history in the playoffs right or injury luck in the playoffs you're out AD goes down, LeBron's hampered, that's a wrap, right? That would have been to happen any year. 2022, you make the horrible rust deal. That's a watch. Yeah. 2023, you're undoing the rust deal. You make a run to the Western Conference Finals. That's great, right? And here we are 2024. Now, in the midst of this, you have had good competition all the way around. Like, the Lakers, obviously, 2022, 2023 is kind of a wash because by the time they got there 2023, Denver was clearly better than them. 2022 missed it entirely. And 2021, yeah. that Phoenix team was good, but the Lakers weren't healthy. So it's a lot of what-ifs. But I don't think you look and go, yeah, the Lakers had, like, this opportunity, this opportunity, this opportunity. Once they made that trade for Russ, they killed it. They just mm-hmm. did. Like, once they – and I love Russ, but once they made the trade for Russ, not even getting Russ the player, but giving up the players they gave up to get him, they basically said, yeah, we're good. That one was great. Because now it's I'm sorry. Never sense. Never. Sorry to cut you off. No, please, can you do? No, you're right. <laughs> because like the, the like a LeBron type point guard is, and Kyrie is different because he's Kyrie. But LeBron needs a point guard who, a, kind of a three and D point guard in a sense, somebody who will kind of space the floor, play some defense. But if you have LeBron James on your team, he needs to have the ball um, and make all the decisions because he's just that smart of a player. You bring in Russell Westbrook who doesn't shoot and doesn't defend. It's kind of a waste of time. Mm. so I, I never understood that move no um and it's also a big what if, if you just brought back Kyrie for those last two years like if Kyrie was like I that's an interesting what if if they just oh, back in like, Cleveland he probably never goes to LA yeah <sighs> you know if, if, if Kyrie comes back I mean who knows it's crazy but like as far as the Lakers there it sucks but they did to themselves management front office and I guess <laughs> to a lesser extent LeBron as well as on how yeah. you looked at that team and said yeah it didn't even work in 2k <laughs> Like, there was no universe, fictional or otherwise, where that would have worked. But anyway, yeah. Give him his money. Give him the contract. You know. You sound excited about build it. around him. Me? Yeah, you're, you're excited <laughs> about I, I, Listen, I'm just in a place where, like, here's the thing. I, I'm just not very – Anthony Davis is a very good player. Great player, even, right? Top 75 should be all that stuff. I, I don't like handing him the keys. And when I say that, dude, the dude's 30 now. He's going to be 31 next season. The key should have been his already. Like, we shouldn't still be – it shouldn't be as LeBron dependent – as great as LeBron is, as great as LeBron is, it shouldn't be entirely dependent on LeBron. AD is just a very good 1B. Like, a very good 1B. And that's not great. Like, you're going to pay LeBron, who's – one thing I can definitely say for sure, like, we're getting the healthiest season we've gotten from LeBron in a while. He's still playing injured with that ankle, right? His health is not going to miraculously get better over the last few years. It's actually – steadily gotten worse right 
since he's been to LA. Like his first. Isn't it interesting? They're kind of having Twilight years in the same way that Kobe had him in LA, where you're not competing for titles, and it's just kind of like we're just gonna ride this I mean, out, and yeah, we're I, gonna pay you, and you're gonna get your money, and then we're gonna be kind of screwed after you're gone. We don't really have a a plan. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Here. That's kind of how it feels. I would say the difference is LeBron is still competing for playoff like spots, like seeding. I mean, like Kobe was competing for like seventeen sixty five. Like we, look, look, yeah. Kobe was more close. Like hopefully he could finish the game and not shoot eight for thirty three. Like <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I watched those Kobe Twilight years and they were awful. Like the contract was awful to give to him, but then the production he was able to give he declined like severely. Yeah. <laughs> like like LeBron, well, I don't think will decline like that. But I agree with you. I just think like even then you have a better infrastructure in place. What did the Lakers have? Jeremy Lin, Carlos Boozer. Right. You know, like, like what they yeah. have to, to help Kobe. Exactly. Because no creation wanted to touch that. Because Kobe's still going to jack up the shots. Greg Monroe didn't want to play with them using Greg Monroe's example. But, like, Carmelo <laughs> Greg Monroe. Marderow. Well, that's Laker fans. We went from going for LeBron back in 2014 to Melo to Greg Monroe. <laughs> like, like, we were hoping he'd be the center we needed. Craziness. But the point I'm trying to say is, like, Kobe, the, the type of player that Kobe was when he was younger, he'd get away with that. When he got older, it didn't. LeBron will still be that type of guy you could play with, I think. Mm-hmm. although it is a certain type of player, but AD is the guy that they're paying the next most amount of money to. And he is a very, very good ancillary player. So I'm kind of worried about the future because who are you building around? Like we're still building around. LeBron. I mean, I think you have to trade AD once LeBron retires. I think you have to start all the way over. Like you, you can't, just the key. like you just can't do that. You you got to move on from both. Lakers the and loyalty is different though. Like, I don't know. Cause you're right. I, I wouldn't have given AD the extension that he got. Like, I mean, he's a great player. I get it. But like, I'm looking again, Who's taking the bridge? If you think the Lakers have been talking about them going after Trey Young in the offseason, Trey Young and AD? I'm sorry, no. It's nice. It's flashy. But like, I just, I, 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 who's I the leader on that team? Nobody. Do I have to? Max Christie? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, like, yeah, I agree. I just don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just not optimistic about the future of the long term. And sometimes I'll hop on Battle GM or 2K and, like, simulate just to see, like, what's the options available? What's this and that? And each time, like, man, I can't do this. Excuse my French. Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. We'll see. But I just, I think that us signing LeBron is, is, is great. It's a no-brainer. But given the situation Lakers are in right now in doing so, we're not signing LeBron to be like, hey, you're going to be a very good player who is old but can be like the LeBron of old. No, we're signing you with the ex- with the expectation that you'll still be the same LeBron that you were when we, when we signed you back in 2019. And that Ooh. right there is scary to me. Mm-hmm. Go Lakers. Uh, Kenny 
Speaking of the Lakers, a team that used to be a thorn in their side, um, and I don't think these fans are the biggest Lakers supporters on the planet. They're another French playoff team right now. Um, not as much publicity as it was uh, last year. Doesn't feel very light the beamy this year, even though the Kings are having a pretty good year uh, once again. But uh, League Pass Team of the Week here. Why uh, should the NBA casuals tune in to the Sacramento Kings? And what are you gathering from where they're at right now? Because DeMontis Sabonis is somewhere around 20 triple doubles this season. So if you like all around production, I'd go for that. And if you like a very efficient, um, getting it done with very, not very little opportunity, but outside of having players run for him, mm-hmm. Keegan Murray is your guy. So DeMontis Sabonis, Keegan Murray, obviously um, De'Aaron Fox is explosive, one of the best clutch players in the league. Malik Monk, much improved. A um, d- little bit of a different role this season. Well, not just – well, he's still a six-man, but now he has more opportunity on offense. He's doing a little more playmaking. He's he's, he's getting up to the rim again like he was in college. A lot of exciting dunks. Uh, the Sacramento Kings are a very fun team. Now, how far they'll get, I don't know. But they're a very fun team to watch in the very least. But matchup dependent, they may be out of here first, second round. at the latest i think they're a guaranteed first round out right like who would you take who do you feel good about the king's matchup like who who feel who was like their best matchup in terms of like their personnel and who's realistic for them because i just i don't see it for anybody right now looking at the top of the west i don't think anybody i don't think they're gonna have a fighting chance at all if it's minnesota or okc yeah Especially OK, well, well, no, both of them because you got Rudy Gobert and in OKC you got Chet Holmgren who can probably give Demontis Sabonis some problems defensively, mm. and that just takes away all of what Sacramento does. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty tough for him. What is De- De'Aaron Fox doing better this year? Has he has he plateaued, or is he there's still other things that he's growing and getting better at? I wouldn't say he's plateaued. I'd say. DeMarcus Sabonis is having such a great year that they kind of have to ride with what he's doing right now. Hmm. And then they just Harrison Barnes. Like there was all this smoke and then Harrison Barnes does not get moved. They just feel like that. We talked about in the pod like a month ago where it's like they need their Aaron Gordon. They need that person next to DeMarcus Sabonis and Harrison Barnes still a good player, but they didn't make that move and they just are kind of moving through this season and just we'll see what happens my guy kevin herter over there and has played well this year but i mean i don't know they just feel like they're still missing one piece to get back into that consistent top four in the west mode that they were in because i think their offensive upside is still extremely high with this core right yeah it is um but like you said they they have some questions so there's not they're not a complete team just yet they are one move away they're mm. not moving Harrison Bronson. i don't understand even though he was playing really well in the beginning of the season but you knew that wasn't going to continue Mm-hmm. maybe it's just the market there wasn't there wasn't a lot of big names or big trades really done around the deadline so i'm not sure what they really could have done it's true uh corbin are you a king's guy right now you a believer i mean they got my guy malik monk we should never let him go he's still there so no i'm playing I like the one who got away i like yeah well i mean he was one of those people unlike i don't know who else do we have that got away that we should have kept lonnie walker that we should have signed him back but like Malik, I don't know. Malik, lonnie walker Malik, bounced around he's shooting the ball really well this year but there's something there where lonnie well, just we, bounced around we need him I, lonnie walker i think it can be inconsistent and i think that's a big thing but mm-hmm. lonnie walker's only also 25 you know but like i get it like for 
you just think that he's one of those guys that should have we should have given him another shot. I thought he produced well for the Lakers. Malik Monk did. We knew that from the jump, but because we signed him on a make good deal, what we should have done was give him the two year contract they gave Damian Jones. Mm. Like that was where we messed up because we gave Lonnie Walker. I mean, not Lonnie Walker, Malik Monk the make good, and then he did, and Lakers couldn't do anything about it. Like, oh great, wow, thanks. Um, you know, like we knew he was gone. We knew he was gone. There was no way he was coming back for what the Lakers would offer. Where if you put him on the Damian Jones contract, which you end up having a trade, didn't even make it out the year one of that deal, then maybe you have him at a year when you can then bring him back. You know, so stupidity. But yes, I um, I, I'm I'm like I'm a King, I'm a Kings guy. I, I think that they're fun. I think like you said, um, like Kenny brought out, like um, Darren Fox has played a lot better and he has made improvements, strides, and three point shooting and his leadership. You know, blending his speeds a little bit more. Um, obviously, Demonte Sabonis is a triple double machine. They have an array of shooters. Mike Brown has them playing some level of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, they're a very solid team. Like, this is the most competent Kings team we've seen in back-to-back seasons since the Mike Bibby, yeah. you know, Kevin Martin. And even before that, Mike Bibby, Brad Miller. You know, mm-hmm. Mike Bibby, Chris Webber, Asia, Bonzi, you know. Like, again, Doug Christie, you know, like those guys. Like, this is a, this is the most competent team we've seen. Yeah, are they winning a championship? No. Are they competing for one necessarily deep? No. But, like, they're a very good team and a tough out. It's also funny, too, like when teams break through, right? Like the Kings in their playoff streak a year ago. And then we're all like, awesome, light the beam. What a fun story. The Kings are still like somewhere. The Most of the season have been hovering around the middle portion of the West, like that four, yeah. five, six range, which is great that they're running it back. And they're still a couple games removed, depending on how this uh, the back end of this season goes for them. But now they're not fun anymore. It's like they're going to go back to back playoff appearances. That's huge. They didn't go for 20 years. And we're just like, meh, meh. we were just tossing like that meme of the Toy Story where like, I just don't want this play with this toy anymore. Like the Kings got one year of everyone being like, this is so much fun. And they're not really all that different this year. But it's just, meh, we're good. We don't we, we don't we don't care anymore. I think it's just the way they fell flat on their face in the playoffs. It kind of yeah. kind of messed up people's expectations for them. We're not messed yeah. up, but they brought down to reality. Um, and plus, it's it's kind of like it's like you said, like we've seen we've seen the movie already. Like yeah. once you watch a movie a second time, you still like it. I'm one of those people. I'll I'll watch the same movie once a month, but it, it's on. not the same feeling. Hold on, what movie are you watching once a month, Kenny? What what? what give me some examples here. I watch Life um, with Eddie Murphy and Martin like okay. twice. Like okay. twice a month. I used to watch How High a whole bunch, but uh-huh. as I got older, the jokes don't really hit the same sometimes. Okay. Uh, but there's there's a few movies. I don't I don't explore a whole lot with my movies. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. Corbin, do you do this? Are there some movies you watch once a month? Oh, you're muted. I said, oh, I'm like that with old NBA games. Like I'll mm. put on like like one to go. I, I don't know how many times I watched that Kobe. Um, Shaq, that Lakers Heat 2004 Christmas game, which was a very good game, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, again, it just feels different. You're watching it for, I don't know. I, I can't explain. I'm weird. NBA sickos here, you know, but well, like. You're an ESPN classic guy. Like, you you like, hey, you. you oh, I have, have YouTube it's a finer things like, club Classic games I know are close. Mm-hmm. So I can like watch if I want to like look at things more deep or not and just zonk out to go to bed. Like, I'm one of those. Like, yeah. But no, as far as movies, I'm kind of weird on movies. Cause like I do a lot of that, like basketball stuff too. So when I am, I need to get a better balance. I watch like I think I don't know. I like Coach Carter. Um, yeah. Batman, the Batman was pretty dope. Batman Forever was an underrated Batman movie. Um, I'm not really into I'm horror is more what I'm into for movies mostly. I got all the saws like that sort of thing. I'm all over the place when it comes to the movies. The new saw was tough, man. I had to turn around. Like my wife and I saw that enough. Really? I thought. Yeah, I'm not a gr- I'm not a gross guy. Like I can't. It's oh, tough. I, I'm nah. not a. Gr- 
nah. The Pound of Flesh trap, that was gross. I mean, the whole thing. I just, I kept to turn away. Like, I, I'm not going to. Nobody, I'm nobody, nobody watches it with me. They all think I'm crazy for it. I'm like, <laughs> can't do it. Like, they all think I'm like some kind of sick. I'm like, listen, y'all, I'm just watching a movie. Like, when this is done, I'm going to go right back to the basketball I was watching. But if a song, but you're the kind of guy you want to be around when, tra- when like crisis strikes because you're not going to be faced. Like, you're not going to oh, faint if like someone right. just like their leg gets snapped in half in a basketball game and their okay, bones poking out. You're going to be yeah. like, I'm fine. Let's poke this thing back in. We're good to go. Like, you're ready to go. After my, bro- you know, yeah, absolutely, exactly. No, nah, no, nah, this ain't fainting. I'm not like that at all. Can you? Are you? I, I'm, I can't, I'm not fainting. I'm not fainting, but the Gordon Hayward injury bothered me for weeks. Oh my god! And the yeah. Kevin Ware in college. That, that one. Ooh, oh. Yes. Yeah. I was watching that one live. That was uh, Kevin Ware one Damn. was tough. I think I was actually, you know, I was watching both live. Yeah, the Gordon one was bad, but the Kevin Ware one, I think. Because the that bone was out, it was, it was, yeah, it was disgusting. It was pretty bad. Those few of the bones that are weird for me, the blood I'm not worried about. The bone, freaky, yeah. freaky stuff. Nah, you miss me with that. <laughs> I still remember. Yeah, miss me with that. I'm not good with that. I, I never would have guessed this with you, man. Football, you're, high school, huh? Yeah, you're just totally unfair. I just, I, I nah. Well, there was one time, like I said, I ruined my football career. One of my best friends, we were doing a football drill. We were both running backs. Mm-hmm. And he went first and got tackled awkwardly and put his leg up. And you know, you have the foot, the cleat, and the socks coming up. Uh-huh. But the ankle was going around like one of the wheels on those spinny chairs. Oh. And like it was worse because you had to imagine it because the sock was over it. So I couldn't see. Oh, that thing was broke. It was a compound fracture. Both broke in two different places at the ankle. But that thing was just wobbling around like the poltergeist. Like I was oh. like. And I remember watching that and in my head someone. And I've never been into football like that since. <laughs> like you were next in the drill. I was next to the drill. Needless no, to I'm like, nah, this is not gonna work for me. No, I, I did. I did the whole. I tripped on my shoelace after I grabbed the ball, <laughs> and we just kept it a hundred. Nah, I went right to bat, right back to basketball. Goodness gracious, I've never, uh, I never had a bad. It. I mean, Kenny, have you had a bad basketball injury? Um, nothing gruesome, but I did tear my quad. Oof. What is that yeah, like? That what is was, that feeling like? It's like, imagine. Like going days without being able to move your leg an inch without excruciating pain. Yo, it's tough. Yo, okay, Kenny, we gotta talk about. It. Okay, I'm sorry, we we're going on an injury segment here. No, it's okay. okay. This is the injury portion. When I tore my hamstring, Kenny, oh. it was like that. But here's the thing: I was so stupid. So I was in college. We had a leadership retreat. Mm-hmm. I, I went to U of A. This is the ASU, and. I wanted to play basketball so bad. It wasn't the curriculum to play basketball. We were doing this whole thing, but it was a court. We were there. Let's play. And your boy, I never stretched. I never stretched. I was like, let's go. We got a ball. We started playing literally like two minutes in. I grabbed the ball, went for a shot. And, and I used to get Charlie horses a lot when I yeah. was a kid, you know, all the time, all through high school. And so, you know, a lump goes in the back of your thigh. There's there's a bunch of ways to get rid of it, but two ways that really work well. One, your Gatorade or your salt water, drink a lot of that. The second, unconventional, punch it. Oh, yeah. You put up yeah, And you yeah. punch it back into place. So I had a oh. lump in my thigh. And I said, oh, this hurts. Like, it's real bad. So, Charlie Horse, can you punch it for me? And I went around and had people punching that. I would go to the biggest person I know. I'm like, obviously, you're not strong. Like, can you punch my thigh? Like, punch it, <laughs> punch it, punch it. That day and the next two days, I couldn't sit. Like, I literally was, like, in the leadership academy laying on the floor because I didn't want to go home. But I couldn't sit on the chair because the lump was still there in my thigh. So, I finally went to the doctor first day I could on Monday. And he's like, yeah. Like, it didn't take them long at all. It's like, you tore your hamstring. I was like, oh. <laughs> He's like, and there's a lot of bruising around the area. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I was uh, 
going around asking people to punch my thigh. I thought that was a Charlie <laughs> horse. He's like, at what point did you think you were ever going to go to the doctor? I was like, it, it didn't occur to me. But like, <laughs> so when you said that, bro, I feel oh. that. That was the that was the stupidest injury next to when I broke my foot and didn't get it right healed because I thought I just like, I went high school basketball. Again, all these injuries there. Yeah. I went for a layup and I missed it. I was being a little bit extra and went to kick at the wall. But you know where the padding on the wall is? Oh, yeah. I like... missed the padding entirely. <laughs> oh. And just boom, right into the crack of the wall. And instantly, you, okay, y'all saw Get Out? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I remember when his eye, the tears just ran down. It's like he didn't <laughs> react. The tears just ran down. <laughs> that was me. They were just rolling down my face. I didn't even cry. I didn't make a sound. They were just rolling down. And I remember trying to, like, in my head, because my pops was on the side. I'm embarrassed. My mom there. I'm like, let me limp down the court and push somebody. They could push me back, and I could blame this on them. I couldn't get down the court. I had to call a timeout for myself. <laughs> and the break in my toe. And because I didn't let it heal right, because I didn't know it was broken, it still pops out every now and then. So these are the stupider injuries. What do you mean, pops and, out? And, no, but, toe pop out? What does that mean? So I didn't I didn't actually go to the doctor. I didn't think it was broken. I thought I just, like, really injured it pretty bad. So I kept icing it for, like, weeks. So it just, it. like, disappear? What's happening here? It just, like, dislocates. Like, it, it'll, like oh. it's like a, like a puzzle. Like, sometimes I'll, I'll still play basketball. So I'll make a move or whatever, and it'll pop. Like, it'll... And all of a sudden, it's just like a lot of pain. And so you got like, I got to, st- it's, I don't want, okay, it's weird. But I got to step on the toe and like mm-hmm. get it back in. It's rough. But Ooh. I mean, it's there's worse injuries out there. It's just the weirdest thing. Because the alternative is they break it again. Yeah. And then I, it feels right. I'm, I'm good. I'm too old for that. And But the, 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 the worst thing is like at that age, you think you still, you, th- you still think it's cool to like play through injuries and not go to the doctor. You just make it so much worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you in your head you go Kobe gutted out. Kobe has doctors. Yeah. You know LeBron has doctors. Like they have the best money can buy. You have urgent care down the street. Like, <laughs> like there's differences. You know, <laughs> you know when you sick. You know they get to go to their their chiro chamber and you got your ginger ale and chicken soup. <laughs> like, like not only not only was I trying to play through my torn quad, I was also going to the park and still playing, just being completely wow. irresponsible. Wait, you kept playing after the fact? Yeah. Oh, did you know it was torn though? Hundred percent. I knew it was oh, torn. Wow. Happen. And you were like, "We just gonna game it." Wow, yeah. man, Kenny, that's that's a level so stupid. up. That's your so stupid. game. It's your quad yeah. game. It's the quad <laughs> games. <laughs> Dang, bro. How long does that take to heal torn quad? I don't even know. It took me forever because obviously I wasn't taking care of it. <laughs> so yeah, it took me forever. You were like, you know, chuck it, we ball. <laughs> what about you for the hamstring? <laughs> um, that took me, so it didn't heal right. So it he like it's healed. What healed but, right for you, Corbin. Like what part of your injury what what part of you has healed right here? Because I'm just well, like a lot of the body it. parts I'm hearing here. Well, it's just no, no, all no, kinds no. of uh bad stories here. I think it's the same as the quad. Like it's not like when you play on that, like it's not gonna be oh hundred percent. Like yeah, it, 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 it's it's a damage there, you know what I mean? So like I don't see it often. You I can't get up on my right leg as much as I could on my left, you know. But I'm also now like probably 29, like at the same time, I also like gravity, it's just it's just what's gonna happen anyway, right? Like <laughs> Well, I'm not I'm not an Uber athlete. Like yeah. I'm just a normal dude playing basketball. And yeah, now it, it what was funny is I would know because I would get so much higher on my left hand with the extension, and on my right hand it would almost feel like okay, you see LeBron in these last like last couple of years sometimes when he goes up and he, the ball just flies like he just kind of loses control <laughs> because he expected to have more time than he actually does in the air now. Yeah. That's what it feels like on my right side. Well, at least it did. Like well, it only gets worse with age here. That's what I'm saying. So now I don't even know. Like some of it now is I don't play f- consistently. So I'll go to my right and I'm just not polished. It is just the ball goes flying. But back when I was playing, this happened. I was 19. 
like mm. 2021, you would just tell when I wear my right hand sometimes, like, oh, we're going back down to earth real quick. Like, we do not have the explosion <laughs> on this like like we do on the other. So yeah. that's the difference. But I'm telling you, it's funny when you are, like we are, we cover basketball mm-hmm. and we play at a certain level too because you know, okay, I'm very different from like these Uber athletes, yeah. but you also can take stock of yourself. Like, wow, I'm not what I was at 2021, 20, 22. I'm not even what I was at, you know, 24. Like whatever the case may be, like it's wild. You know, you could tell what you're doing before your injury. Well, I, I knew that actually in high school because I went to high school with T.Y. Hilton. So it's it's a very different level. Of Carson was my guy. Yeah. Yeah. So you see somebody that fast in person and he played basketball too. Yeah. But when you see a point guard get the inbound and then you blink and he's laying a ball up, it's like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just not. All right, Chief, I'm done. I remember being yeah. 12 and just watching Lou Williams track a casual 60 on my high school and like watching Lou up close was like watching Michael. Uh, I imagine yeah. what it was like for my, like it, I will go to the, the grave saying Lou Williams, the best high school basketball player of all time. Like what Lou Williams, high school. Monte Ellis. It's unbelievable. You have to watch Lou Williams in his prime though. Lou Williams was pulling up from the half court logo and just draining stuff. It was ridiculous. Lou Williams is, I'm glad I got to see him in person uh, growing up. Lou Will was, he was something else, man. Yeah, no, Lou, Lou Will something else. I, I think it's cool. Like you said, when you actually play some really like upper tier yeah. NBA, I mean, my guy, Jahi Carson, never made the NBA. Like I still think he should have declared in 2013 instead of going and trying to come back but like i thought dude was gonna be the nba you know like i thought dude was gonna be the nba like he was that blazing fast like that good mm-hmm. and i was on a court with him wasn't even sticking him and I, I had a chance to and i just did one of those i got caught on the screen like you know like <laughs> one of those things because the dude was good like that and like he didn't even make the nba like that's what i mean like he's one of those guys to me like top tier and he had acl injuries and stuff like that happened but like it's so weird when you, like you said, Chase, or like you said, Kenny, when you like know people who are actually at that level, it may not be like huge up that level, but we're like, wow, like that guy is good. You know, I think my claim to fame, um, in fact, when I did all this interview and stuff was uh, it, the school had only been around for a year and a half. Um, but it's, y'all probably heard of it, AZ Compass Prep. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Well, that's good. I put, I was the first all-star in AZ Compass Prep history, which is true. Okay. Like, I'm not even making it up. It's hilarious because since then they've turned like, I graduated, they got a new coach in, all of a sudden they're like this prep powerhouse. Like Ty Ty Washington went there and all mm. these other NBA guys went there. It was funny. I was scouting them for something like three months ago. And I was over here like, you know, those memes where the guy in the corner is like, they don't even know who I am. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just this random guy with a notepad looking yeah. at him going, I was a legend in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Craziness. I'm going off rails. I'm sorry. No, that, that was <laughs> fun, man. That, it was. Funny. It was. Um, Kenny, what's up with the Heat this week? So they are, I think, still playing right now. But going into the night, they won eight of their last two. I think they had the number one defense in the NBA because they had, well, I don't know if everybody knows about, like, they had a seven-game losing streak. Mm. They had a film session where apparently, like, they say, what they say is stuff was said. Mm. And that's as far as they go with it. And then they came out and all the defensive lapses just disappeared. And so they've been locking teams down. They've held a bunch of teams under 100 uh, in February. And so I don't know what they what's going on tonight because we started like around halftime. But they looked amazing. And DeLon Wright, he played his first game with the Heat last night. He deflects everything. So that's going to be fun. I miss DeLon Wright, man. 
Delon Wright was really good for the season in Atlanta. Delon Wright, every every team could use a Delon Wright. And every team he's played for, their fans say that. <laughs> like, I yeah. really miss Delon Wright. What's the rotation, do you think? Who is anyone fall out with everyone coming back and uh, everyone, the new faces in the fold? Is there a loser in this healthy version of the Heat? I don't know. There was a point where it was clear it might be Josh Richardson, but then mm. he went on a run where he couldn't miss a shot. Yeah. So I don't know anymore. I think uh, I think some guys' minutes are going to get cut a little bit. Mm. Maybe DeLon right because he's new, but I can't look at a specific person right now and say they should they should or might be out of the rotation because everybody's been playing incredible. I love it. Uh, Corbin, what can the good folks check out from you all across the internet this week, sir? Um, this week's been kind of light. Uh, check out Rambo Ramble. I should have a pod coming up here this week. Um, and then I'm gonna do a mock draft. Um, dropping sometime next week, so that'll be a thing. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a it's been a light week for sure. Um, hopefully, some more collabs up here with y'all. So that that's what's immediately coming down the pipeline. We got to gear up for the beginning of March and the home stretch of the NBA season. So we'll, we'll get some stuff popping for sure. I love it. What about you, Kenny, over at Playoff Foul and everywhere else this week? Yeah, so so Playoff Foul, we've done two episodes since we since I've been on here last. Uh, the last one we put out, we looked into the some of the most polarizing players in the NBA as far as fan and media perception mm-hmm. and kind of dove into their games and why we feel like they may be as polarizing and the episode before because it's me and guys i started with in my miami heat beat so we did an episode like I, like I said before we do one episode a month on an nba legend and we did a Dwayne wade episode and so okay. if, if you've ever been curious about the perspective of because everybody knows or at least has an idea of how much Dwayne Wade means to Miami and at least Miami sports. So if you've ever been curious about Miami Heat fans perspective, uh, we all grew up in Miami idolizing Dwayne Wade. So we went through his career from that perspective. So it came out really interesting. I love that. Go check it out. Subscribe today. Playoff Owl, subscribe today. Round Ball Ramble and keep up with the all the great work that Kenny and Corbin are doing each and every day. Kenny, Corbin, thank you as always. And I will talk to you all next week. This is Ben Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing, mm-hmm. you're, um, pleasantness, you're smart. So I think I'm going to hear big things about you. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 